And it's ironic because it's Meow, but he's a dog. Ah, ha, ha, so funny. Hoo, 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 hoo. Andrew, you've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> beloved listener this is your co-host kira and i'm just checking in to regretfully inform you that the audio quality of this particular episode is a little bit below our standards because jamie was in australia and i did something to my mic evidently there's also a part where i think jamie starts shuffling cards there's a whole lot going on So be patient with the episode and eventually your ears will adjust to the terrible sounds coming through the podcast. I hope that you enjoy the literary banter anyways. Thank you and here's the episode. Hello and welcome to Homestuck, the internet's Ulysses. Or Hachu for short. This is the podcast where we compare Homestuck and Ulysses bit by manageable bit. I'm your co-host Jamie. Resident Australia major, because I'm in Brisbane. And I'm your co-host, Kira, resident memorized boy, because I'm doing the opening of our podcast, Memorized, for the first time. You can (laughs) find me at K-I-Y-Y-E on Tumblr and Patreon, and K-I-Y-Y-E-S on Instagram. And you can find me at jamietamar.wordpress.com, and on Instagram is jamietamar. That's (laughs) J-A-I-M-E-T-A-M-A-R. You don't know how strong the urge to, like, say it at the same time as you is. But that would be terrible on our listeners' ears. So I that would be so it. funny. I actually was walking back from the pool, like, ten minutes ago, and I was like, wouldn't it be so funny if we just did the entire intro in sync? <laughs> yeah, this is our Nightmare spinoff podcast. <laughs> um, so, as stated, my co-host Jamie is in Australia So if you hear any audio inconsistencies, that's probably why, and we apologize. Also, sorry for literally not posting an episode for, oh, let's see, four weeks or something? (laughs) Fuck, has it been four weeks? I'm pretty sure it's been quite a few weeks. (laughs) Well, four weeks is only like, what, one or two missed episodes. It's not that bad. Okay, well, let's see. I actually want to check. Our last episode was posted on June 10th. Well. Which is, like, four weeks, but that's still, like, a whole month. <laughs> Only a month. My justification is that, like, when you're in the school year, you're like, what would I rather do? Homework or read Ulysses? And the answer is always read Ulysses. But over the summer, you're like, what would I rather do? Sew or read Ulysses? And the answer is always, oh, I'd rather sew. Or, like, oh, I'd rather go hang out with friends. So, like, I'm confident that when the school year starts, yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> But now, now we're back to you with another episode of Homestuck the Internet's Ulysses. Um, I have a kind of weak, lame suggestion. Okay. Can we do our own summaries? Because oh I God. don't remember a single thing that happened in Homestuck. Same brain cell. I was gonna suggest that. <laughs> Literally same brain cell. <laughs> Is that the episode title? Be... Same brain cell? Yeah, episode title, same brain cell. We should rename the podcast Two Humans Morph into Becoming the Same Human, slowly. 
Okay, um, let's do questions first. Mine, I've got a three-pointer hidden in here, and also they're all kind of, well, all of them except like two of them are kind of like plot understand E. So mine are going to be kind of difficult. So if you want to start us out with an easy boy. Okay, I've got four questions total, and two of them are two points. Powerful. Okay, so first question I think is like pretty easy. What does Lenahan tell the other men after they leave Bloom? Wow, so easy. <laughs> it's what? not like what does he say to him, say to them. It's like what is in like a noun. Uh, uh, is it like a like a concept or like a single word? I mean, yeah. Fuck, it's a concept know. that can be. Ex it's like a. It's it's a noun. Lunch. He tells them lunch. I have no idea. Do you want, do you want the answer? You're gonna say it. I'm gonna be like, fuck. I knew that. Um. He tells them a riddle. Uh, I was overthinking it like an idiot. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like badly phrased because English is bad. Do you remember what the riddle was or the answer to it? Oh, uh, yeah, no, oh my god, give me a second, I'll remember it. It was something about, um, fuck, 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 fuck. Um, it was a really bad pun. Yeah, it was a terrible pun. Um, I remember thinking, wow, that's a terrible pun. And they kept interrupting him while he was trying to say it. Yeah, it's like, the and Ulysses Guide was, like, super horny for it. <laughs> nice. They were like, look how, like, authentic and real it is that they keep talking over him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. Um, is it something about, like, a car or road or a record? Um, I think road is closest, conceptually. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember. What opera is like a railway line? Oh, yeah. And then, oh, God, what was the answer? Wait. Okay. Wait. Nope. The Rose of Castile, which sounds like Rose of Castile. Castile, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, oh, my God, I'm going to lose all the points this episode. Okay, hit me with a question that I'm also going to get wrong. Here's one that's not very plot relevant. It's just one that you should absolutely know. What does Rose rename the salamander previously named Casey? I wrote down what John renames Vodka Mutini. Ha, I almost asked that one, but then I was like, that's too easy. You probably wrote that down. I did. I did not. This one's more fandom relevant, actually. I don't remember. If you can get, like, one of the names. How many are there? Like, three or two? It's a four-word name, but one of them is just, like, kind of a, like, prefixy thing. I have no idea. It's give me, like, give me the first one. Vice Oh. Yeah. Like, Bubbles? Yeah. Oh, Vaughn. Oh. Yeah, Salamander? You're so close. You're one letter off. What? Salamancer. Like a... Oh, okay. Like a necromancer. Yeah. Mm. I'll get... I'll absolutely give you that. Okay. Okay. You, I got two on a four. You did very well. Okay. Here's a two-pointer. 
What shape does Leopold want the design on the ad to be? One point, and why? Another point. Okay, first of all, like two keys that are crossing over each other. Mm-hmm. And second of all, something about Ireland. Can you be a bit more specific? <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, the guy who's asking for the ad is like named Keys or something. Mm-hmm. That's why they're Keys. Yes. Something about Ireland, homeland. Yeah, you're going the right direction. They want to own it. Who's they? The Irish. As opposed to whom? The British. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, You're kind of missing part of what I was going for, but yeah, it's like crossed keys over a house, which represent the House of Keys, which is what they call the Manx, like the Irish like government, which is a form of, decla- it's like a subtle way of declaring support for home rule, i.e. freedom from Britain. Oh, I didn't get that. Home rule is the phrase I was looking for. Love that, love that. All right, here's your next homestuck. I'm really proud of this one. This is a three-pointer. Can you name me any of the three um, Sweet Row and Hella Jeff-themed items that Dave alchemizes during his alchemy binge? Is there, like, sword? Yeah. They have, like, specific names. They do, and sword is one. Can oh. you spell that for me? No. <laughs> S-O-R-D. Oh, nice. Okay. When I was a kid, we did this, like, spelling test in England, and they would, like, say a word, and you had to write it on, like, a whiteboard. And the teacher was like, sword. And this is in England. So I wrote S-A-W-E-D. <laughs> like, the past tense of, like, I sawed the wood. Oh, my God. And they were like, that's wrong. And I was like, but it's not. And they were like, it is. They were, and then some other one had, like, S-W-O-R-D. And they were like, see, she's better at spelling than you, because she could spell it. And I'm like, I know how to spell sword. I just didn't know that was the word you were saying. <laughs> I know how to spell. I'm just not British. Uh-huh, exactly. I was so mad. <laughs> um, that's all I got. I don't remember anything. I think there's only two more, but, like, don't come at me, listeners, if I, like, forgot one. But you don't remember the other two? No. They're so iconic. I'm sorry. Okay, well, the you got sword, shitty sword, and uh, the other ones are Unreal Air, which is the skateboard that just skateboard, goes up and up okay. and up. Yeah. And the um, Sabage Fire camera that's made with Dave's brain, and it just turns anything into Sweet Brown Hell Jeff if you take a picture of it. Got it. Cool. Hit me with the Ulysses. Just take the book and, like, physically hit you with it. Please. What event does the unknown first-person narrator declare, quote, determined the whole aftercourse of their life? Oh, fuck. Is it when they, like, bumped in the door or something? No. No. Drinks? No. Very specific event. It's not even event. It's, like, action. I remember this part, but I don't remember what exactly what the coin. No, that's... Oh. Fuck, I remember it saying that. Beefing it so hard on these questions. Nope. Um, Malloy striking a match to light his and Steven's cigarettes. Oh. There's a lot, like, there to unpack that we can come back to. 
why is it because of why has it changed their lives well that but also like in ulysses guide at least they were like we don't know who the first person narrator is because it's like and i'm like it's obviously steven like that's how ulysses works but they're like we just don't know <laughs> we so just i'm like okay i guess we just don't know we just don't know Here's an easy one for you. Why does why do we find out that Kanaya got the impression that Rose was super dumb the first during their first conversation? Because John was actually being Rose. Yes, correct. A plus. You did it. Got one. <laughs> yeah, you got one. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like the first one I've gotten since like Act Two. <laughs> yeah, actually. Who is Professor McHugh quoting when he recites the, quote, finest display of oratory he ever heard, one point, and what is the speech defending, another point? Fuck, I don't remember who, but it's defending Ireland. Can you be more specific? The whole book is about Ireland. No, hold on. The Irish people, fuck. Don't know. Are you giving uh, up? Oh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ooh, ah. Uh, wait, I'm not giving up yet. Uh, okay. Okay, now I'm giving up. Wait, the Irish homeland. That's all I got. Nope. Okay. Um, the speech, okay, do you remember where he heard the speech? Because I'll accept that in place of, like, who it was. It was in rebuttal to another speech? Yes. Sure, but I'm not going to give you a point for that. Okay. Um, the speaker was John F. Taylor at the College Historical Society. Would not have gotten that. Didn't think so. And he was defending reviving the Irish language. Oh, is that language? Fuck yeah. And just to be a little spicy, like for all that Ulysses Guide like defends y- Ulysses for being like, wow, so authentic. There's no way this guy remembers word for word like paragraphs of this speech he heard once. <laughs> He's like, this is how the speech went. I remember it. And he just like goes off and everyone's like, wow, yeah, that's really good oratory. And it's like, he doesn't remember that. <laughs> well, to be fair, first of all, he, maybe he memorized it all uh, for the clout. Uh, two, he's just making it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have another Homestuck question? I'm out of Ulysses questions. Yes. Um, you're out of questions already. Here's another one for you. Why is it so important that Rose's journal is filled with meow letters? Important? Like, what important event is is the result of the meow letters? Is it, like, the other timeline or something? Nope. I don't know. I didn't uh, get this either time I read it. All right. The journal that Rose has that's filled with meow letters is the genetic code that ironically creates Beck, the dog. Okay. No, I did not pick up on that. Yes, the first guardian. And it's ironic because it's meow, but he's a dog. Ahaha. <laughs> so funny. Hoo, 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 hoo. Andrew, you've done it again. <laughs> it's like nana (laughs) nana voice andrew you've done it again (laughs) okay do you have mark do you have another question are you out of them okay here's my last one and it's sort of very thematic it's a good one to end on according to carcabantis ya boy why does the human session go downhill so fast 
Uh, what? It's a specific character two-word answer that I have. A human or a troll? Nope. Oh. Oh, Jack Spade. Uh, not Jack Spade, but yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> Jack Noir. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Jack Spade. Jack Spade. And his buddy, Jill Noir. <laughs> I was thinking Spade Slick. Yeah, I knew you were thinking Spade Slick, but it was still hilarious. <laughs> okay, here's another kind of lame and weak suggestion to follow up your lame and weak suggestion, also relating to the summaries. So, as you probably know if you're listening to this podcast, the rafe.name slash homestuck website is lovely and wonderful and has basically spark notes on all of Homestuck, and it's a lifesaver. But it has just this, like, delightfully succinct, very, very, very good summary of the act, like, rest of Act 4 recap here. And okay. I want to just read it instead of actually doing the summary. Sounds good. You can read it, and I'll scan the Ulysses Guide for Episode 7. Okay, I'll, I'm just going to read this, and for context, it's just all separated by semicolons, and it's just very good. John visits Rose. John fools Kanaya. Rose visits Dave. The Guardians meet. John follows. John discovers ectobiology. The Regulator scopes the mystic meteor. Rose communes with the horror terrors. Dave accepts Terezi's help. Dave enters. The droll tails the mistress. The battlefield is prototyped. The king wields scepters. The kings lose their scepters. John monitors the guardians. John clones the guardians. John clones his friends. Skya sacrifices Earth. The babies take companions. John dispenses bunnies. The regulator watches the Sassacre Crocker family. The dignitary creates Beck. Mom and dad reunite. Tavros reveals dreamer mortality. Dream Jade dies. Dream John wakes. Dream Bot explodes. Gro cracks the mesa. Rose perverts her quests. The exiles recall their exile. Grandpa lands. The mistress and Jack trade prizes. John opens the box. The bunny repels Jack. And the vagabond reveals the ring. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense if you haven't read the act, though. But, yeah, that's what happened. Well, I think it would make sense if you had read up to the act. Yeah, 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 yeah whole bunch goes down and we basically learn all the mechanics that Hussey has kept from us so far. Basically everything that happens in Ulysses is that they're all hanging out and some people get to talk and everyone else is like, I want to talk. And they're like, cool. Yeah, you can talk. And then they just say something else and everyone listens to them. Bloom is like trying to get work done and like everyone like leaves him. And it was kind of really unclear in Ulysses that he was no longer like present. And then Steven comes back. My boy, I actually like, I love him. He's a bad person, but unlike Bloom, at least he has interesting things to say. Uh, <laughs> um, they, like, go get a, like, drink or something, and then Bloom tries to remind someone that he, like, Heinz or someone, he's like, hey, you owe me money, and Heinz, except he just, like, hints at it, and Heinz, wait, or is that in the last one? No, um, yeah, that's in this one. Um, this episode is called Aeolus, and it's all about, like, air, which is, like, some really good complet there for Homestuck. Yeah. Basically, yeah, there's a lot of, like, comings and goings, which in, I read the Ulysses Guide, like, the whole thing before I read the episode, and it was, like, there's a lot of, like, people going in and out, which represents inhalations and exhalations, and I was like, ooh, deep. But then you actually read the episode, it's like, he inhaled, he was leaving. He exhaled, someone came in, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, he just did that. It's just right there. James Joyce. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happened. People talk, and then Bloom's like, I need permission for this. And 
everyone's like, go to hell. And he's like, I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> Love him. Yeah, that's what happens. Okay, I've got so many opinions about this. Every time I'm like, we should combine some episodes and like do more than one episode in an episode of Hachu just to make it go faster. And then every episode, like I'm like, I can't have something to say about like, like the last two episodes we read, like Hades and then this one, before I read it, I was like, I'm not going to have something specific to compare to Homestuck about this episode specifically. And then I like find like a whole page of things and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> 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 All right, well, you you tell me what you got because I barely semantically encoded the Ulysses. So, um, well, okay, what's the first thing I want to bring up? Well, okay, the first thing I want to bring up is actually kind of like the biggest point I have, but I think we could get like a lot of discussion out of it. So, I'm going to read the first mini paragraph of the Ulysses guide. And we all know that whoever wrote Ulysses guide is just like super horny for Ulysses. The Aeolus episode, with its newspaper headlines, represents the first of many chapters where Joyce pushes the boundaries of the novel as a form. Can a novel contain newspaper headlines? Is a novel still a novel if a fifth of it is written as a play? What if it also contains a catechism? How do these devices alter the reading experience? And my hot take... Okay, I have two hot takes. One, I feel like Homestead definitely also, like, pushes the boundaries of what we consider, like, media. We just live in a world where, like... Honestly, I feel like in our age, if you're not pushing the boundaries somehow, people are like, you're just doing something that's already been done. Like, pushing the boundaries has become a new norm. Yeah, that's true. I think it's um, to a point when you're trying to create something, like, big, though. Like, if you're still writing in, like, or, like, in a niche. Like, if you're just writing, like, a porn novel, people will be like, gobble that shit up. But... No, yeah, I definitely think that, like, there's definitely still room for, like, normal things that aren't like pushing boundaries but i think like one of the big differences in probably like how homestuck and ulysses are received by the public is that when ulysses came out everyone was like like you really could put like because this episode has a bunch of newspaper headlines in it by the way if you didn't read it and i feel like people really would be like wow it's got newspaper headlines this is so like haha novel and like different but now like if you do that people will be like oh okay you're trying to question what it what it is to be a novel Whereas then it was like, you're actually questioning it because it's not a thing to question. Yeah, that's a hot take. And my extension of that is, which is an even spicier take. I don't want to call Joyce lazy or timid, but this specific episode, I think as you read through the episode, the, the, chap the chapter, the, um, oh, I just Freudian slipped, spoiler, what I'm about, the point I'm about to make. The headlines get more and more reflective of the bit that they, like, head and to that end, the headlines are basically just super short chapter titles. Yeah. Like, you're, you, yeah, it's like, obviously a novel is still a novel if you just make the chapters three paragraphs long. Duh. Like, yeah. that's not pushing any real boundaries as far as I'm concerned. And also, like, what would have been really interesting is if the whole episode was actually, like, newspaper articles. Like... It could still be the same events, but rather than being just the Ulysses, like, you can't tell if it's third-person narration or internal monologue, which I also don't like. Because um, I think I think that not punctuating your, like, not differently punctuating your narration versus your internal monologue is, like, the novel equivalent of when they turn the lights off in an escape room to make it harder. <laughs> yeah. Like... You're not skillfully way. making it harder for me. You're just, yeah, exactly. It's cheap. That's my hot, that's one of my hot takes. But I just feel like 
you could like you could write like a man was seen walking across the street at 9:25 on June 16th, 1904. He was ignored by the men he was with and write it in the style of an actual like newspaper article and it would be really different and really like this is not a novel i feel like i'm reading a newspaper but if you just put a headline on top of a chapter it's not it's still a novel it's still fiction still prose yeah i would have to agree with this take on the headlines i didn't i mean to me like a newspaper i mean this is probably just you know a lot of it is just us in retrospection it was probably wilder when he did it and maybe newspaper headlines were sort of different back then but to me, newspaper mm-hmm. headline is like, Florida man saves three children from alligator rampage. And these were just like, they weren't even very headlining. And I was like, Joyce, you've, you've just added header three to your Google Doc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Also, that's the kind of thing where it's like, the first one is in the heart of the high... Hy- Hibernian metropolis which is not a headline that's just a statement a headline would be like man dies in the heart of the Hibernian like a headline by definition summer super succinctly summarizes oh that was good alliteration super succinctly summarizes the action of what's about to happen so that you're like I want to read that but if you would you would never see a newspaper article like you would never like see a headline like on the front page of a newspaper that just said how great a daily organ is turned out Unless they did used to be like that before people realized how to do journalism. That is definitely <laughs> possible. I kind of want to look at like the Google eBooks Life magazine thing from like 1922. About I'm looking it up right now. You say something. Okay. Jury's still out on whether Homestuck is better at breaking boundaries than Ulysses was. But I will say sometimes Homestuck. Maybe Ulysses does too, just breaks them for the sake of breaking them. A lot of times it's like actually very impactful in terms of the story. Like I think the most impactful part of Homestuck hands down. Well, I don't know about hands down, but my favorite part of Homestuck, the whole comic, and this is truth, is the bit in Cascade when you're watching it in original flash view and it like expands and like swallows the screen when like Mm. Blair starts playing. Best fucking part. Because it's like, it's, it's messing with the actual structure of the browser and adding drama to it. And it's just so good. But some other times, like for example, Griscogram was cute, but like, what did that really add? But like the Caliborn deviant art that really added mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the claymation vines to know if those really added, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, all right, you made a vine, you put header three in your Google doc. Yeah. I'd super agree. To find the headlines. I found newspaperarchive.com and I'm seeing if I can find one from Dublin on the day that Ulysses happened and I cannot. Okay, I found one from where is this from? California or something. Attacks Hoover on Treaty Stand. France surrenders fleet at Alexandria to England. GOP yeah. leaders shape course of campaign in Marion meeting. Germany accepts disarmament plan, reduces army to 100,000. Yeah. Oh, here's... No, yeah, they all have verbs in them. Headlines have verbs. Horatio is Sinosure this fair June day. (laughs) What? I'm reading the headlines in Aeolus. (laughs) I thought that was still a real one. (laughs) (laughs) See, and it sounded ridiculous. 
Exactly! They're not exactly. real! That would be a really fun game. Real headline or Aeolus headline. Oh, that's a really good segment. You gotta bring that to us next episode. Yeah, I'll do that. It'll be like the middle of the like episode 12, and I'll be like, okay, Aeolus headline or real headline. Yes! <laughs> All you that's have to ask yourself is, does it have a verb in it? Joycey boy, where are your verbs? Maybe you did it on purpose. I'm sure he- oh, I, apparently, he did everything on purpose. Okay, uh, you got some sexy points, you want me to bring up a new one? Let me think about what I have. I- I- I don't have many salient literary points. Well, I have some media points, but also I have a lot of jokes to make. Can you um, skillfully slot them together? Like a real podcast host? Okay. Here's a skillful joke for you. Remember that time last episode when you talked about how you were annoyed that the gif didn't slurp? Yes, I have a note in it. That was actually for this one. Uh, uh, well, uh, so, Andrew Huffy, in the notes, called the thing a slurpy machine. <laughs> so I just but wanted you to know that. False advertising because he didn't slurp. He didn't slurp. This is page 1876 if anyone wants to go watch it not slurp doesn't slurp he forgot to slurp hussy you forgot to slurp and you let us all down (laughs) andrew you did it again (laughs) andrew you forgot to slurp (laughs) um did you read the ulysses guide for this episode nope well you missed out on a great point to make um here's a quote from ulysses guide amid the din of the printing press bloom thinks about the way inanimate objects make sounds that resemble words <laughs> no. i missed it <laughs> i write put it in my notes and then i wrote nope 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 in all caps <laughs> yeah that actually is what it is <laughs> yeah like all things are. No. I'm starting a cult. Oh, um, here's a thing. Yeah. I have another great new argument, similar to the onomatopoeia one. All acting is LARPing. Yes, I'll agree with that. Okay. Well, I think the difference... I think all improv is LARPing. But okay. Like, if you're, like, reading a script, there is some... Okay, here's a really, like, hot take. When you're reading a script or, like, performing something that's, like, memorized script, something about the live-actionness comes out of it, I guess. Because you're still obviously role-playing, but it's not, like, I feel like the liveness of LARPing is that it's, like, improv, is that, like, you're in character and you're responding in character, but when you're acting, like, your emotions are, like, LARPing, but your dialogue is not LARPing because you're just saying what you've been told to say. Yeah, but I would argue that the way to act good is to trick your brain the opposite of that and just trick your brain that it's LARPing even though it knows the lines. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Here's another point I have, just going down my list. The Ulysses Guide talks about um, Ulysses having, quote, pitch-perfect dialogue, and I was like, oh, it's, like, fun, like, comparative tidbit that they're both kind of known for having a lot, having a, a high degree of verisimilitude. Where dialogue is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I People say that all the time about Homestuck, and it's absolutely true that the, the dialogue flows very well and is very representative of the modern way in which we talk through chat clients. Yeah. 
Um, and even like in the year of our Lord 2019, it still holds up. Like, you know, internet dialect has shifted and we all use Discord now and that did not exist. We don't all use Discord now. I think a very specific kind of gay uses Discord now. Okay, yeah, we don't all use Discord now, but... Gay people and gamers. Yeah, (laughs) or gay people who are gamers. Don't erase me. I said and. Okay. It's a a Venn diagram. Okay, I'm the Venn diagram between gays and gamers, I say. Yeah, you're such a gamer. I was gonna say, Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Um... There's not much to, like, say here in discussion unless you've got something, but I just want to mention again, like, because this is the chapter of, actually, I do kind of want to talk about this, by which I mean I'm just going to ramble, but, like, this ch- episode is, like, called Aeolus, which is the um, the story in the Odyssey that that's referencing is where the wind god Aeolus gives Odysseus a bag of wind, and he's like, it's special, hide it, and then they're, like, almost at home. And he's like, I'm going to take a nap. And then his men find the bag, and they're like, oh, I bet it's got treasure in it. So they open it, and then it, like, is a bunch of wind, and it, like, blows them back, like, weeks away from home. And Odysseus is really mad. And scholars were, like, named this episode Aeolus because it's all, like, people coming and going, which is supposed to represent, like, inhaling and exhaling. Uh, And also, quote, the hot air of political speeches, rhetorical advices, and the inflated prose of newspapers and newspapermen. Um, <laughs> I love it when I um at the same time as someone, and I'm like, that's a real bond. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a bit in, on page 128 of my copy of Ulysses where it's like something floated softly in the air in like blue scrawls. And I'm like, wow, I love the breath symbol. Wow. Yeah, let's talk. Okay, let's talk about wind, breath. Let's talk about that. Homestuck. Yeah makes the specific effort to call it breath and not wind, which is probably something Andrew did on purpose, in Homestuck, breath, I mean, according to Extended Zodiac, represents freedom and stuff. I think there's a lot more nuance to that. But, you know, John's quest is to heal his world. His thing is, like, sometimes trying to escape from the constraints of the narrative, uh, trying to escape from people trying to make him do shit. Maybe also a bit of escapism, because we see that in kind of, like, post-canon John. With um, calling it breath instead of wind, it, possibly the reason for that is, like, because Andrew said that Homestuck is a creation myth. And to me, it's it sounds very, like, creation mythy to refer to the wind as breath. To, like, yeah. humanize it, personify it like that. Yeah. And it's also, also- interesting putting it up against life. Because also the life mm. symbol and the breath symbol is, like, the same but turned. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like it also, like, relate, like relating back to Ulysses, not that, that was intentional, because Ulysses has just so much about, like, like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, in Homestuck, calling it breath is, like, personifying it and making it more like a creation myth. But the same thing in Ulysses would just be, like, unjust, but, like, sim- because, like, Ulysses has so much symbolism, like, the human body. So I guess, like, the difference there is that in Homestuck, it's, like, giving it personifying it to give it agency and to give it like human purpose whereas in Ulysses it would be like I don't want to say like dehumanizing it or like corrupting it but just part of like what the point Ulysses is making is not the point but like one of the things it's commenting on is just like the kind of rawness I guess of like the human body here's an interesting thought about 
human bodies in the respective medias, I feel like Homestuck very much does not have a lot of specific imagery that deals with, like, you know, the gory details of the human body. That can be a thing in literature, but I feel like Homestuck is more the opposite in which it will take human characteristics, as you said, and, like, you know, personify them to a very grand scale, a la a giant frog literally breathing is the universe. Yeah. And, like, Ulysses is, like, the opposite of that, and it's kind of also, like, wrapped up in the way that the stories start and how they progress, because Homestuck starts very small scale, like, in John's house, and then it becomes this huge, like, grand narrative where there's volcanoes and giant frogs and aliens, and Ulysses Mm -hmm. kind of, like, starts with the aesthetic theory, and then it kind of, like, becomes about liver instead. Mm, Yeah. And it's interesting because... I feel like Joyce is very intentionally trying to get under your skin and make you uncomfortable about, like, you know, you live in a flesh body, and Homestuck isn't about that at all. It's more about, like, the universe is breathing. Yeah, about the, like, flesh body stuff, um, I have a point here, like, I feel like, because, like, Ulysses is kind of notorious among people who have read at least part of it, that there's, like, a ton of poop jokes. But honestly, like, what I said here is, honestly, all the poop jokes and how edgy all of Ulysses is gives me very similar Joyce vibes as Hussy vibes. Because it's, like, it's really smart and intentional, but the layers are, the layers are just ultimately trying to, like, get away with shit for the sake of it. At least mm-hmm. how it seems to me. Like, he's like, look, I could put a poop joke in here. And I'll make you, well, I don't know. I feel like it would have been more of a big deal at the time because it was, like, getting censored and stuff. But, like, a poop joke in a book nowadays is, like, nothing. Yeah, that's definitely true. But, like, it, it reminded me of that quote I read in the intro episode where Hussey is like, Joyce is probably just a joker of his time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of what Joyce is doing is just be like, look, you can just have a character shitting in your book. You can just do it. And everyone's like, wait, you can? And he's like, yeah, I did it. I did it. You could just do it. <laughs> and it's the kind of thing where it's like, maybe in maybe if i was alive at the time it was published i would have been like wow so brave so edgy but now i'm just kind of like okay we get it you're edgy yeah but to be fair it was probably also really funny at the time yeah maybe to the right kind of people yeah and being I feel funny like, is valid yeah one of the things that like ulysses does well kind of like what shakespeare does well is have the really good blend of like highbrow and lowbrow humor mhm so you can either be like, haha, poop joke, and you can also be like, ah, yes, Pyrrhus. <laughs> Not that that's specifically super highbrow humor, but it's like the first thing I thought of that wasn't a poop joke. <laughs> oh, here's something, and I didn't save a link to it because I'm stupid, but this is from the Joyce Project, where they say that Joyce loved to defend his representation of trivialties. Mm. Which I was like, oh, sounds like cussy. Like, like, that thing from one of the articles I read for my essay that was, like, a lot, like, some of what the homesick kids say in their dialogue is profound, but a lot of it is inane. And I yeah. feel like Ulysses is kind of the same way, where, like, they're both, like, yeah, there's some deep shit in there, but there's also a lot that just doesn't, either doesn't matter, or, like, that's just the way life is, because a lot of it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, like, it's all their post-modern. shenanigans of just, like, having so much trouble getting into the fucking game. It's just yeah. there to be bullshit and to laugh at. Yeah, exactly. To take your yes. wakes, take up your time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Any last points before we read our quotes? Oh, let me flip through my flip through my copy of Ulysses and find my quotes. I had like a full. 
I don't write down my quotes. I just underline them and then write quote in the margin and then flip through and look <laughs> for it. I paste mine haphazardly into my note doc. What have you not pasted haphazardly somewhere in your life? <laughs> I'm always pasting haphazardly. Well, you can paste. I'm reading a book. Good paste in a book. Snip, snip, snip. I mean, that's literally where the camp comes from, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I've got three quotes. That's enough quotes. <laughs> They're all very short, though. Do you want to read yours first? Yeah, let me read mine first. I think it's very good. Uh, it's from the commentary again, because I can't stop myself. The commentary is just very good. But there's no more on the Chrome extension after after this act, so we'll have to be without it. Hussey says, oh well, Homestuck lives by the shitpost and dies by the shitpost. That's basically what each update was anyway. It's a tale of 10,000 shitposts. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Extremely true. 10,000. That's like 8,000 words per shitpost. <laughs> That's a lot of words in the shitpost. That's like a lot of words. Yeah. Okay. My first quote is, Monkey doodle the whole thing. <laughs> Me. My second quote is, oh, this one's real. Youth led by experience visits notoriety. Ooh. And then my third quote, which is just mandatory because it has the word language in it. Stephen, his blood wooed by grace of language and gesture, blushed. I think I remember hearing both of those last two you read and being like, that was good. Yeah. Cool. Those are my quotes. Lovely. Do we have any announcements? Um, I don't think so. We've we've announced a lot over the past few episodes. I think we've announced it all pretty much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chew. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> like get the whole like trail out. Bye. Bye. Hey, splat.